Hello, and welcome to another message from God's Way Through Christ Ministry, where we aspire to live life on purpose through the sharing of God's Word. Here is Pastor Nate with today's message. Hello, and welcome to another message from God's Way Through Christ Ministry. So glad you could join us for the Sunday service in the sharing of God's Word. This is where we study, we, uh, we abide, and we learn in our personal journeys along our daily walk with Christ. And if there's one thing that I know for sure, that is, there is our way, and there is God's way. Father in heaven, we thank you for this time, for the opportunity to once again come together to join, to fellowship, to worship, to lift up your holy name in reverence and respect, uh, to uh, partake, feed on, feast on uh, your word, your learnings, your teachings, your knowledge, your wisdom, to give us discernment, to guide and lead us, lead us in our daily walks as we try to walk the best that we can, to be pleasing in your sight, to love our fellow man, to be whom you created us to be. We ask that you use me, Father, to be your messenger, to deliver your word to your people, that it may land upon their hearts and minds to help them lead more peaceful and fulfilling lives. This we ask and pray in your precious Son, Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I want to talk today about uh, we cannot fake who we are, nor hide our authentic selves from everyone forever. There, there is an endless supply of wisdom contained within the books of the Bible. It, it allows us to read and learn and, and grow in, in a way that few other books inspire us to. One of its greatest treasures is in laying out, in simple terms, how to lead an authentic life, one that is pleasing in God's sight. That same life serves us well in dealing with life's surprise attacks. It, it always leads us to peace and even joy in this life, and of course, uh, directly to eternal life. In, in the book that we're going to cover uh, in today's message, we get a front row seat in the time that uh, Jesus was speaking to his disciples, uh, providing instruction and direction and his sage wisdom. Uh, for this message, however, we're, we're going to focus um, on bearing good fruit and building on a secure foundation. I'm going to read from the book of Luke, chapter 6, verses 43 through 49 from the New International Reader's Version. Verse 43 begins, A good tree doesn't bear bad fruit, and a bad tree 
doesn't bear good fruit. You can tell each tree by the kind of fruit it bears. People do not pick figs from thorns, and they don't pick grapes from bushes. Verse 45, a good man says good things. Those come from the good that is put away in his heart. An evil man says evil things. These come from the evil that is put away in his heart. Their mouths say everything that is in their hearts. In verse 46, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and still don't do what I say? Some people come to me and listen to me and do what I say. I will show you what they are like. They are like someone who builds a house. He digs down deep and sets it on solid rock. When a flood comes, the river rushes against the house, but the water can't shake it. The house is well built. In verse 49, but here is what happens when people listen to my words and do not obey them. They are like someone who builds a house on soft ground instead of solid rock. The moment the river rushes against that house, it falls down. It is completely destroyed. So the topic title of today's message is Inside Out. Inside Out. This may seem like common sense. However, there's one thing I've learned in this life is that common sense is no longer common. At the risk of stating the obvious, the instructions contained within these verses are straightforward and simple. In other words, while not simplistic, even the simplest amongst us are able to grasp their meaning and intent. So why then, you may be asking, is it necessary even to speak or to address the issue? Because the, the message from the world has done an incredible job of bearing false witness, of communicating to the point of people adopting the polar opposite of the message, the way God intended us to live, even going so far as to celebrate and exalt sinful behaviors as normal, preferred, and better. That's why. Be the first point I want to make is be the bearer of good fruit. Each and every one of us has God-given gifts. Each and every one of us has a purpose, or many, to fulfill in this life we have been given. In the, in the simplest of terms, taking action, behaving, conducting ourselves, and living according to the way God intended is to produce good fruit. In, in, in Luke uh, chapter 
6, verse 43 in the Amplified, it says, For there is no good, healthy tree that bears decayed, worthless, stale fruit. Nor, on the other hand, does a decayed, worthless, sickly tree bear good fruit. So one way to interpret this verse is that it is impossible for a healthy tree to produce bad fruit. In the same way, it is impossible for a diseased treat, tree to produce good fruit. It's, it's, it's interesting how the, the tree, the trunk, the branches, the roots, the interior, if you will, are what determines the good or the bad in the fruit. The fruit is the product of, of or from the tree. The part we consume, what the tree puts out. So in, in Luke chapter 6, verse 45 in the Amplified, it says, The upright, honorable, intrinsically good man out of the good treasure stored in his heart produces what is upright, honorable, and intrinsically good. And the evil man out of the evil storehouse brings forth that which is depraved, wicked, and intrinsically evil from out of the abundance overflow of the heart his mouth speaks. So like the tree, what we say, do, act upon, labor, at, focus on, direct, influence, behave as, and yes, even think, produces fruit, good or bad. What makes it good or bad is determined by what's in our hearts. It is usually, or at least should be, completely obvious to us that when someone with a wicked heart, with evil intentions, does things that are, are meant to cause others harm, that we can take satisfaction, uh, that, that, so they can take satisfaction, rather, in, in causing confusion and destruction. That, that should be easy for us to see. So I'm, I'm not speaking of those types of fruit or, or people who have ill will. If, if we're being honest with ourselves, when we do what it is that we do, is it for self-gain or a selfless act of care and compassion for others? Is it for us or is it for them? If, if we really ask that question and, and, and answer it. For example, did we give because we expect something in return? Do we have selfish ulterior motives behind our actions or acts of kindness? Do we give, do, or act out of selfishness or selflessness? So what, what is the motive behind our actions is, is what we should be asking ourselves. L living as uh, uh, Christ has guided us to live or to fulfill some selfish desire, taking the credit and, and, and glory away from God for ourselves. Make no mistake, we can fool some of the people all the time. We can fool all of the people some of the time, but we can not fool all the people all the time. And never can we fool God. He knows what's in our hearts and what's in our minds. 
The bottom line is this. If you have hate, intolerance, spite, envy, lust, pride, uh, mean-spiritedness, anger, lack of self-control, uh, deceitfulness, or any of the many perils to man in your heart, that is the type of fruit you will produce. Bad fruit. Fruit that misleads, tarnishes, and even destroys others in their walk. On the other hand, having the love of God and Christ, being, being led by the Holy Spirit, will inevitably produce good fruit. As, as a member of the body of Christ, leading others to and not away from God. Second point I want to make is this, build wisely and on a solid foundation. Build wisely and on a solid, robust foundation of which you are confident in. Christ went on in his speaking to his disciples to warn them about their actions and behaviors. He, he laid out in, in plain terms what the correct path should be and, and how it would behoove us to, to heed and, and, and follow. He also provided an unmistakable example of what happens to us when we don't. Uh, in, in Luke chapter 6, verse 45 in the Amplified, it says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and, and do not practice what I tell you? I can hear his, his plea and frustration in, in this verse, asking them, why is it that you request to, to hear and listen and, and say that you heard me and understand what I said, then, then tur turn right around and do the opposite? Uh, hello? Anyone, anywhere there? Anyone home? I mean, he, he's asking and, and putting out there this question, why, why are you chasing me down to listen, but it doesn't appear that you're listening, because you're not following the, the instruction. It goes on in, in Luke 6, 47 uh, and 48, 47, for, for everyone who comes to me and listens to my words in order to heed their teaching and does them, I will show you what he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug and went down deep and laid a foundation upon the rock. And when a flood arose, the torrent broke against the house and could not shake or move it because it had been securely built or founded on a rock. So whether you've built a house uh, or, or seen a home or, or, or a building uh, during the, the early stages of construction, you, you've no doubt seen uh, all that goes into building the foundation of that structure. I, I recall seeing tall buildings uh, being built and, and erected from, from empty lots. And, and they would dig deep down, not just for a parking garage, just for the foundation. It, and it seemed like it took longer to dig the hole and, and lay the foundation than it took to build the upper floors. That went very quickly, but it, it just took forever. Like when, when is the building when are we going to see the building? We just see this hole and there's lots of work going on. So having lived in, in various locations um, where there were earthquakes uh, or tornadoes 
and hurricanes and 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 lived through them in 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 all of those instances i i came to appreciate the the painstaking effort um into ensuring that the the building um of that of that structure uh that i was in at the time that they they, they have built a firm sure uh foundation on which i could be confident i, I recall vividly being in the, in the basement of this gigantic building. It was the size of uh, probably uh, two or three football fields. And there were huge pillars, square, four feet in diameter. And, and I watched them sway back and forth uh, during an earthquake uh, while I was on the phone to someone who was probably 10, 15 miles away. And they were experiencing the same earthquake, the same tremor. So I, I greatly appreciated that that building had been built on a secure, solid foundation that was not moved by the trembling of the earth. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here today to, to talk about it. I'd be buried somewhere in some, some rubble. So having lived through that experience, I, I would much rather build my life uh, my way of, of my the path that I'm following the the foundation of my being on the word of God the precepts principles and values um, so I, I can take into account the importance of having a a, a firm solid uh, foundation I, I've had my life shaken like an earthquake in 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 many times in in many ways and it was it was god's word in me that held things together when i should have they should have been torn apart and destroyed so i know and have experienced and can speak from experience of having built the foundation of your life on the word of God when the storms come, when the challenges you 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 have to face and 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 being able to weather them because your life was built on the foundation of the word of God. I have experienced uh, tsunami-like waves of of life adversity in in which I should have drowned. But because I had a sure foundation in Christ, the waves, they, they lapped over but did not destroy me. In fact, I emerged better for it. In, in, in Luke 6, verse 49, in the Amplified, it talks about the other way. And verse 49, but he who merely hears and does not practice doing my words is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation against which the torrent burst and immediately it collapsed and fell and the breaking and ruin of that house was great so, suffice to say destroyed there are parts of the u.s and in other countries where the, the soil will not allow for for building basements you, you can't dig down so in it, it it it's it's said that just a few feet of of raging water, two or three meters, uh, can knock a person off their feet and and actually cause a car 
to to wash away. That to me is is synonymous with to rely on the world's way is 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 much like setting a cheaply prefabricated house um, on the on the side of the ocean. <laughs> and it'll be washed away, it'll collapse, it'll just be destroyed at high tide. Following the world, doing things the world's way is like taking a house, almost a house of cards, and setting it by the side of the ocean. When you when when it when it when the high tide comes, there, there it, it there it cannot withstand even something as as a natural course of events. So you you don't want to be caught up in the torrential rains of life that will come uh, with a poorly constructed uh, facade or even non-existent foundation as your belief system, faith, or path of uh, righteousness, as it will surely cause you great harm, and if not, be the end of you. That, that's not the, the way to go. So Christ is, is saying here that it makes no sense at all for you to trust on or in something that will inevitably let you down when you most need it. In stark realism, no thing and no man can be trusted or believed to save you in times of trouble. Only God. Only God. Uh, the final point is, I, I love how he talks about how we are blessed. And, and he speaks to that earlier in the same chapter, in chapter 6, Jesus, he spoke to his disciples, including the 12 of whom he had made uh, apostles uh, shortly after he had, he had chosen them to be apostles. And, and many had traveled to listen to hear him from, from far and away, coming to, to listen to him speak. They, they sought healing from sickness and, and delivery from, from evil spirits at that time. So Jesus spoke of his blessings, which also included warnings. Uh, so Luke chapter 6, verse 20 through 22 in the Amplified, verse 20, says, Jesus looked at his disciples. He said to them, Blessed are you who are needy. God's kingdom belongs to you. Blessed are you who are hungry now. You will be satisfied. Blessed are you who are sad now. You will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, when they have nothing to do with you and say bad things about you, and when they treat your name as something evil. They do this all because you are followers of the Son of Man. He's saying that because you are following me in my ways, people are going to hate you simply because of that. The, these, these passages offer a lot of wisdom and insight. First, let's start with the main word, blessed, as, as expanded upon in the Amplified Bible, which provides additional definition to the word. It, 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 it says, and it's very crucial to, to understand what, what blessed is here in this context. It is identified as happy with life, joy, and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation, apart 
from your outward condition and to be envied. I'm going to say that again. The Amplified expands on the word blessed to define it as happy with life, joy, and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation apart from your outward condition and to be envied. If ever there was a loaded statement, that certainly qualifies. So let's dissect that further for insight. Happy as in delighted, pleased, glad, and cheerful. Life joy, life joy, to, to rejoice, excited, enjoyment, bliss. It is joy is a quality, not just an emotion. Uh, joy is 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 ground in uh, uh, stemming from God. Joy, satisfaction, payment, fulfillment, quality or or state of compensation, assurance, God's favor, <laughs> um, partiality. We, all, we often hear the words, you know, I need somebody to be impartial, because if you're not, that means you're biased, that means you're for, that means you're going to support and represent. I, I want God's favor. I want him to be partial for me in my defense, in my protection. Uh, God's favor also is a friendly regard shown towards, uh, approving, uh, gracious kindness, assistance, a, a, a token of love, special privilege okay, rights granted, benefit, in good graces, advantage chosen in support of, God's favor, the creator of the world, the creator of the universe, the creator of all things, to have the creator's favor in that context, salvation, being saved after repentance, and assurance of eternal life, and to be envied Others, non-believers, uh, will begrudge, wish they had or could enjoy what you have and enjoy. And then the, 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 the cherry on top, the kicker, though the one that just lays me out is apart from your outward condition. So this is saying, despite what you may be dealing with, despite your circumstance, despite your shortcomings or your failures or what sins you may have committed prior to turning your life over to Christ or repenting and, and accepting him into your heart. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it appears to be. What man may have said God is in control and has the final say, period. So he can bless you in spite of, despite, regardless of what may be. Uh, so, wow. I mean, wow. That, that is profoundly insightful. And why would anybody choose to go in any other direction, to have any other type of foundation or no foundation when they can have the absolute best free of charge? So, so what is he saying? If you have a need, you possess the best there is, God's kingdom, in everything worth having. 
If you hunger, you will be fed to the point of satisfaction and satiation beyond just, okay, that's adequate, beyond adequate, beyond. When you encounter sadness, it will at some point be replaced with not just happiness and emotion, but joy, a state of being. Joy can be experienced in the middle, in the heat of battle, in the midst of trials and challenges. One can experience joy, a state of being. When you are mistreated as a child of God, count it all joy and know that they are envious because you appear to have something they don't, to have a unfair advantage over them. That's why they are envious, want what you have. They could take, they could have it free, but they, they didn't make that choice, but you did. So never take it personally. They feel threatened or just simply discontented with themselves, guilty and suffering because they chose wrong and won't admit it, won't turn from their evil ways, which they could at any time if they choose. But we get to live with the consequences of our decisions. And if you choose to build without a foundation and your house gets washed away, you get to live with that. But in turn, if you choose to build on the foundation of Christ, on the foundation of God, on the foundation of all that is, that is the best, that is great, you get to live in this life and eternally with the consequences of that decision. So those that envy you, have succumbed to succumb to their the, the the ways of the world of following the world that this is uh, uh popular this is a trend i'm i'm, I'm gonna go here and 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 in and, and knowing that they would instead rather try to inflict harm on on you than admit that they are wrong misguided leave them to god pray for them and know that your Father in heaven looks after your every need, knows that they are mistreating you, has your back, loves you more than you could ever imagine. So what's in our hearts, when all of this is saying, will eventually surface. The, the truth of what's in our hearts. Strive to build a solid internal structure based on the teachings in God's Word. And you can be assured you will produce good fruit. It is a, a law that that is the way it happens. In other words, be kind instead of mean. Be loving in, instead of hate. Be caring in, instead of callous. Be selfless instead of selfish. Look past the temptations of the temporal. Think, act, and live eternally. It's, it's not because of what you did that you are blessed, but because God loves you. Worship is a form of saying thank you with your life, for, for, for which we could never say thank you enough for his blessings, for his gifts, 
for what he has done. Inspire others as you're producing good fruit to, to lead a Christ-led life by allowing his light, God's light, Christ's light, to, to live in and shine through you every day in every way. And you will continue to have and enjoy favor and be blessed. What more assurance do we need than the ultimate sacrifice God made in exchanging the life of his only begotten son for us, for our sins, for our shortcomings, being given the gift of salvation. Father God, we, we thank you. We thank you for this feast that you have given us. We thank you for this opportunity to learn, to grow, to abide, to worship, to fellowship. We thank you for the knowledge and wisdom that you have so freely made available and given to us. Father, I pray that this message touch at least one heart, that it opens up at least one mind to welcome one soul into the body of Christ. Each time I speak, that is my goal. At, just, at least one, and if each of us do that, each of us strive to allow your light to shine through us, to allow you to guide us when our flesh wants to do A, but we choose in, in, in walking as we should to do B because it is the right thing to do because it is being a living sacrifice. God, that that will inspire others to want to build their lives on the most assured, most solid, most trustworthy, impenetrable foundation that there is. And Father, for those that don't know you, for those have, who have yet to establish or begin or want to renew a relationship with you. Father, I pray that at this time they pray this prayer with me called the sinner's prayer. And it goes like, God, I, I, I know I am a sinner and I cannot save myself. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that your son, Jesus, gave up his life for me by dying on the cross in my place and rose again so that I may be saved. I ask that you come into my heart and I accept your precious gift of salvation, victory over sin and eternal life with you. All of this we ask and pray in your son Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, you have accepted Christ into your life. Today is a new beginning, a wiped, a, a slate that is wiped clean, a fresh start, an opportunity for you to forget the past, to live in, in the present now towards in, in, in your eternal future, in developing your relationship with Christ. I encourage you to immerse yourself in God's word, to, to, to study and, and abide and learn and just have an unquenchable thirst for reading 
so you will be well equipped to deal with the torrential rains, the tsunamis, the rushing water flows of life, of which there are and will be and always will be. But you can stand strong and face those challenges and emerge victoriously well here on earth. One request, please share this message with others so that they may be blessed, so that they may be encouraged and, and inspired. You never know who needs to hear the word of God. Would you do that for me? Will you just please share this message with someone? Thank you for joining. We appreciate your support. And I hope you can join us again next Sunday. Until then, go and live your blessed life on purpose now. Thank you for joining and worshiping with us today. I hope your soul was fed and thoughts stirred in the sharing of God's word and that today's message will inspire you to live a godly life. Whether viewing on our website or one of the social media platforms, we ask that you consider supporting our ministry with a donation of any size. To do so, please visit our website at www.gwtcm.org. That's www.gwtcm.org. We appreciate you and your support. We look forward to sharing God's message with you again. Until then, be well, blessed, and live a life on purpose.